Do you have the courage to ask for help? I'll ask it again. Do you have the courage to ask for help? I am finding that the courage to ask for help is often one of the biggest leadership challenges. I'm often asked about this, and when I respond to people that interview me on this topic, I often find that most leaders wait too long until they're in a place of crisis. And then when they ask for help, it's more expensive and more urgent. But I love working with the truly aware leader that starts asking the questions of themselves. Where is the risk? Where do I start seeing myself go off track? You are at a place where you are before the chaos and perhaps the crisis for which I love working with those individuals. And now I'm also grateful for sharing a conversation with Ben Wolf about the services he provides leaders where you may not need a full-time person as part of your team to advise on particular strategic elements. But could you ask for help and maybe bring in help when you need it for strategic or work or tactical execution? There is a new business model where you have your core competencies for which you have the people you need every single day of the week, but you may not need a person full time, but might you consider somebody in the fractional role? They may be able to help you with exactly what you need, when you need it, and at the rate that you need it. But first, it starts with you having the courage to ask. I can't wait to share the rest of this interview with you with Ben Wolf. He provides amazing insight and even more importantly, asking you very important questions. Let's listen. Let's say you're the head of sales and because you're the closest thing to marketing, you end up being responsible for marketing. But if you don't have expertise and material experience in marketing and how to do that well, then you're just reinventing the wheel as you go along. You're watching YouTube videos, taking courses, going to Donald Miller, and you're trying to figure it out. Then you have to figure out what tactics to use. And you learn everything from scratch. You're doing all of your trial and error, you know, in the business owner's time. So you could potentially say, hey, you know what? My highest and best use is focusing on sales on my sales team, not on marketing. So maybe I could propose to the CEO You could look and say, maybe I could bring on a fractional CMO. If we have a couple of tactical people on the team, or we get a couple of freelancers or agencies that we use outside or inside, whatever the resources are, that CMO can manage those resources, help formulate that strategy, and I could focus much more bandwidth where my highest and best use is as head of sales. Welcome to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. I'm Deb Coviello, and as the drop-in CEO, I drop into businesses and assume the CEO role to enhance the human element and increase the results they achieve. This podcast is about bringing you conversations with expert guests who have achieved their greatest results built on a strong foundation of purpose, values, and elevating people. If you're a business leader, entrepreneur, or even just getting started in business, Join us as we build the skills you need to achieve your goals. Hello, I am Deb Cobiello, founder of The Drop-In CEO, and I am thrilled to be able to have you join me on another episode of The Drop-In CEO podcast. I get to speak to amazing leaders and bring their insights and inspiration to you. If you enjoy this episode, please tell others, subscribe, rate, and review so we can continue to bring you great programming. And my message for you who are listening, we serve and support C-suite leaders, but also the aspiring C-suite leader. 
we try to help you take control of your career and get promoted. But today, I am bringing to you my amazing guest, Ben Wolf. Ben is a best-selling author and founder and CEO of Fractional Leadership, the first platform dedicated to referring vetted fractional leaders to small and mid-sized business owners and leaders. Ben recognized the value of fractional leadership while building operations at a healthcare startup from pre-launch into the largest organization of its type in New York State. And today, he operates Wolf's Edge Consulting, a fractional integrator form for small and mid-sized businesses and hosts the podcast Win-Win and Entrepreneurial Community. He lives with his wife and four children in Long Island, New York. Connect with him after the show. But this, I cannot wait to bring this conversation to you. Ben, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Bev. I really appreciate it. So I'm excited to have this. For those of you who know me and my listeners, I, about three years ago, moved out of corporate and into my business. And I could have just said I was a consultant. There are a lot of consultants. There are a lot of amazing consultants. But then you become a dime a dozen. But then there is this concept, simply a higher level concept about fractional leadership, coming into an organization and providing our best in our capability, as well as developing leaders while we're there and serving the business, hence the drop-in CEO brand. And I want to learn more about Ben's journey in helping business owners with fractional leadership. But Ben, please tell us, our listeners, a little bit about yourself personally, your journey, and the work that you're doing now. Sure. Thanks so much. I appreciate the opportunity. I was a corporate restructuring and bankruptcy attorney, actually, for five years. So I came from a legal background. Also, about eight years ago, transitioned to the entrepreneurial space and joined the founder of a company called Freedom Care. I was the first full-time employee, built most of its operations. Uh, by the time I left, I learned a lot from that process. By the time I left, we were over 130 people, and as you said, the largest organization of our type in New York State. We, I see you have traction in your office. We started using traction with an EOS implementer, an entrepreneurial operating system implementer for that framework for small and mid-sized businesses. So I learned that system for running businesses very early in my own personal entrepreneurial journey, grew that company incredibly after I left. And why did I leave? And I mentioned this because as you mentioned, part of your audience is up and coming executives. And so they, some of them might relate to the experience that I had at that company, which was that I grew, I built the company tremendously. But at some point, I kind of felt like I hit the ceiling in terms of what I could contribute to the organization. I wanted to do more. It wasn't really in the cards at the time. So what do you do? You know, do I just continue kind of maintaining and just going along and not really growing? I felt myself atrophying personally in terms of my sharpness, my intelligence. And so that was just my personal experience there. And so I decided that it was time to leave. So I ended up starting my own thing, became a fractional, meaning a part-time integrator, which is like a part-time COO at different organizations, hustled. So I was able to build that business as a solopreneurship, ultimately became successful, continued getting leads way beyond what I could do personally. And so started building that into a firm of other fractional integrators. That's Wolfsedge Consulting, wolfsedgeconsulting.com. And throughout this process of being a fractional integrator, fractional COO for multiple organizations, and with my own podcast, as you mentioned, and just connecting with EOS implementers and all these other people in the entrepreneurial world, I connected with tons and tons of other fractional executives. And I just noticed 
that there's a lot of people doing this. There's a lot of increasing demand for it. I saw increasing demand for what I was doing. But yet there was a complete diffusion of knowledge about this space. Everybody calls it something different. You know, some people call it fractional CFO. Some people call it CFO as a servant. There's multiple different names that people call these things. So business owners wouldn't even know what to Google if they wanted to find something because there's so many different terms that are used out there. So I, I saw an opportunity. I saw a great level of diffusion and a great level of need for unity in this space so that people could have more knowledge about what it is and not have that knowledge diffused among just thousands of individual websites and firms and solo practitioners. So I wrote Fractional Leadership, Landing Executives How You Thought Was Out of Reach, really is the first book on fractional executive leadership. I started this company, Fractional Leadership, as, as you mentioned earlier in your introduction, a vetted fractional leader referral platform. I started a blog all about fractional leadership written by the fractional leaders and the firms that are part of my organization, Fractional Leadership. Uh, so the podcast, win-win entrepreneurial community, social media, PR, etc. The book, all geared towards, which is an audible paperback hardcover, which is all about educating business owners about what this tool is and what you do, Deb. Right? <laughs> is it showing more people what that is, educating them about it, uh, so that you know it's a real possibility? Because people with businesses hit the ceiling; they get to the point their business is five million, ten million. 5, 10, 20, 50 people, whatever. And it's just way beyond anything they have any experience with. And everything they're doing, they're reinventing the wheel, which is a tremendous amount more trial and error than technically needs to exist. Tremendous amount more slow growth than it really needs to be. And if you just have someone like Deb or somebody in marketing, sales, operations, finance, or technology could come, come in as a, you know, to sit on a C-suite role in your organization you know, thousands of people are doing this already. You could just move your business so much faster, skip so many more of the speed bumps and, and the obstacles and just not have to reinvent the wheel. Very often, you can't afford somebody full-time with that level of experience. So bring in someone like Deb or somebody, uh, someone like you or somebody in one of these roles in marketing, sales, operations, finance, or technology, but on a fractional basis. So for a fraction of the cost, you can bring in someone with a very high level of expertise, to drive execution and strategy. And just get much further and faster than you can with, with much less trial and error. So that's why I think it's a great solution. A lot of people aren't aware of it or they aren't fully aware that it's like, even if they know about it, they, it's not like a real thing you could do kind of thing. After COVID, I think a lot more people became open to it. But I think there's still a lot more work to do and making people aware of it. So that's really my mission with fractional leadership. It's making it easier at fractionalleadership.io to find the right fractional executive for you and also just to learn about it the book and the podcast, the blog, et cetera. I love your work starting from a place of education versus just trying to muscle your way and just trying to get sales by educating. It starts a conversation, people asking questions, tell me more, and trying to figure out whether it suits them. What I really like also what you talked about was that we have to start changing our mind around what's the optimal business model. Now, for a very large corporation, you need to have these assets at the ready, highly skilled, for which you invest time in years, et cetera, to have the right talent. But sometimes a medium-sized company who is going through different changes needs somebody now, might not need that person later, and be able to expand and contract based on changing needs. And that is the mantra of what is happening these days. Needs are constantly changing. We're having supply chain issues. Maybe need more supply chain experts. It could be more, I don't know, economical things. You need more CFO capability. Regulations changing. 
leaders have to focus on their core competencies and have those as your full-time equivalents, but see the need to maybe flex for those resources that you need. And potentially the fractional people could start grooming the next generation. So then ultimately have a long-term person. So I love, love, love the work you're doing. Education is the way. I have a question for you because this is our listeners get to listen into you and I just having a conversation. So I get better educated. Vetting, vetting fractional leaders to know that they will potentially serve future clients. Right. What do you look for in those fractional leaders that come across your business? And what does vetting look like? What are you looking for in those people? Right. Well, first of all, with the vetting, I come from a perspective also of humility. Like I can't look at a CFO and say like, oh, what a great CFO or what a bad CFO. I don't, I don't know anything about CFOs. I mean, I, I work with them a lot, but like I have no knowledge internally of, of materially what a, what a CFO does to judge from a material basis whether they're good or bad. So what I do is in the approach I take is to say that, look, if I talked, I've gotten direct references and I've spoken independently with three of their clients, current or past, they're happy with them, the CFO, and that's good enough for me. So that's part of the process is I independently hear anybody that I'm referring out to clients, business owners requesting a referral. These are only people who we've vetted through three of their clients. The other parts of the process is that we have a screening interview and a meeting personally with me and two other fraction leaders. With anybody personally, we have an interview. We talk about core values. What are our core values at fractional leadership? What are theirs? Hearing their stories about relating to those core values. Do they resonate? Do they not resonate? Do they seem to have real fractional executive leadership experience? Are they all over the place trying to do all things for all people? We certainly have turned down some people who've applied. Not that we take any particular pleasure in that, but just that it's not a not a free-for-all. There's other resources you could go to, which is just like a paid directory. You could be on there. And this is not that. I sincerely appreciate that because when I started, I did not pay, but I got in and started putting my name in a database. And that does nothing for exposing me as a person and how I can provide value of just a name, a picture, and a resume. So good concept, but not necessarily the best way to introduce somebody to serve. Usually those warm referrals, knowing what the human is all about and looking for that chemistry that will also work. That's also a key point because I'm not for everybody and vice versa with the potential client. So thank you for sharing that. Right. So we think about though those senior leaders that are starting to feel uncomfortable. What should they be thinking about or what does that pain point look like for them? And how can you help them say, you know what, it's about who, not how, who can I call in? I just want you to help speak to the senior leader who's listening to this podcast to feel more comfortable with saying, you know what, maybe I should consider the fractional leadership model. You're speaking more from a business owner's perspective, not from a senior leader who might go in to become a fractional leader somewhere else. A business owner perspective, because I work with a lot of small and medium-sized operations that I think this could be suited for them. So I would love for you to help them to maybe make, at least think about it and educate them. (laughs) Well, let's give an example. Let's say you're the head of sales at an organization and you, because you're the closest thing to marketing, you end up being responsible for marketing. But if you don't have expertise and material experience in marketing and how to do that well, 
then again, you're just reinventing the wheel as you go along. You're watching YouTube videos, taking courses, going to Don, you know, Donald Miller and doing the whole webinar on creating a story brand. Like you're trying to figure it out. Then you have to figure out what tactics to use and you're learning everything from scratch. And your energy is probably better. You like, so you may feel a lot of frustration, fear of failure of your marketing efforts because you're just figuring it out. You're doing all of your trial and error on the business owner's time. And so you could potentially say, hey, you know what? My highest and best use is focusing on sales on my sales team, not on marketing. Mm-hmm. So maybe I could propose to the CEO or I could go ahead and look, I don't know, whatever, depending on whatever your authority is, you could look and say, maybe I could bring on a fractional CMO. You don't even be full-time. They could drive the sales, the marketing strategies. They could help supervise. If we have a couple of tactical people on the team or we get a couple of freelancers or agencies that we use outside or inside, whatever the resources are, part-time, full-time, inside, outside, that CMO can manage those resources, help formulate that strategy, and I could focus much more bandwidth where my highest and best use is as head of sales. You know, and then I don't have to feel that anxiety, that fear of like, I don't know what I'm doing. And also spending all that time on stuff that I don't like or I'm not good at or don't have a lot of talent. In. So anyway, it, it's just one possible example that a person can think of who's not the owner of the company, you know, where you could think of that perspective of how you could potentially bring in a, a fractional executive leadership in a way that helps the business and helps you. I am so grateful. <laughs> Having entities like you, I am grateful because, again, a lot of people have made the decision to go out on their own. Maybe they were asked to leave the business, and there are options. Again, it's a little scary creating my own business, figuring out how to market myself. But I will tell you, the beauty of podcasting is how we were introduced. And so now I have an opportunity to build a relationship, and you never know how we can support each other. So the book, The Fractional Leadership, tell me more about the inspiration for that. I know you just released that. And how is it meant to help people? Well, it's meant to help people as being kind of like the introductory book to like what the heck even is fractional executive leadership. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. The book is written for business owners and leaders. So it's people on the business owner side, not the fractional leader side. And it's written for them to say, the first chapter is what the heck is fractional leadership? Right? <laughs> because it's a strange term. You know, A lot of people are not familiar with it. Basically, like I said earlier, it means part-time. It's being a part-time executive or a non-full-time executive. It's really all it is. And it explains what that is, how it works, how to tell if it's for you, if it's not for you, how does it work, how do you find the right fractional leader, fractional executive, once you find somebody, how do you set up the engagement for success, and what does it look like once it gets going? So I have chapters on marketing, sales, operations, both integrator and COO finance and technology, what does fractional executive leadership look like in each of those types to give you a clear picture of what it is? And then I got some resources at the end and questionnaires to ask yourself to be able to make the right decisions for your business and for yourself, and whether that's for you or not, and and how to find the right person. So I'd love to know more, though, about your business. So I've met a lot of fractional leaders, companies that you're doing, but I always like to hear the stories of how the work that you've done in service to businesses that use your fractional leadership model? And what has been the impact on the business owner? Do you have a story? Absolutely. There's a lot of stories I could offer. Maybe the one I'll use is one of those that I included in the book 
from a fractional COO. And this particular woman, her name is Leah Leaves, and she has a company called Alderon Consulting or Alderon something. Play on the word Leah, right? Princess Leah. But anyway, so she she has a firm where she helps marketing companies, marketing firms, marketing agencies, digital marketing companies as their COO. So she has a lot of experience. She knows what works, like how to build a business like this. She's been through all the trial and error already. So she knows what works. And one company I mentioned in the book is a marketing agency. I think when she started with them, they had about six people. The business owner was in everything. He did the sales. He led the marketing campaigns. He did the finance. Like he was in everything. And he had six people. He had five other people besides himself who did work, but he was in everything. He was the bottleneck, so to speak, and, and the key to success in everything that they did which obviously made it not very scalable. So she came in as somebody, and any kind of fractional leader does this in their own way, is to say, okay, you know what? I know how to run a scalable marketing company where I still get good results, even if the, even if the owner is not involved in every detail, and they still feel taken care of, and they still are profitable, and you know, I know how to do this. Like We've done it before. It's not like no one's ever built a marketing company at scale before. So, you know, she helps them. And I think within about nine months, they had gone from six people to 18 people. They doubled or tripled their revenue. And importantly, they maintained their profit margin. Because oftentimes you could grow just by increasing staff and increasing expenses, but then have almost no profit left at the end. So you could grow your top line, but not your bottom. They kept the margin. Think about the same or they grew the margin slightly, but obviously with much more revenue. So obviously much more profit as an absolute number. And so that's, you know, again, in nine months, she was able to put them in a position of being a much larger scalable company where people on the team were able to take responsibility for their functions and not have everything always coming back to the CEO, always coming back to the founder, which makes the founder a slave to everything. They can never take a vacation. They go away. Nothing happens. Or worse, they lose all the leads that they had because they couldn't get closed while they were, since they're not closing the leads. But by creating systems, helping people become accountable, follow systems and processes that still get results that are not just like people feel ignored, but make people feel cared for. She knows how to do that because she's done it before. And it's like that with any kind of fractional executive. Somebody that's done it before, they know how this works. Or me and myself as a fractional integrator, as a fractional COO. Again, I know how to manage teams. I know how to build processes. I know how to manage accountability around getting stuff done and getting goals accomplished done it at multiple companies. So yes, it's not not like for you, it's like, oh, how do we figure out how do we do this? Like, you know, we're reinventing the wheel. Again, a lot of people have done this before. It's not just me. I mean, a lot of people have done this before. Bring in someone like that. They get, you know, they can help several clients at the same time. And it almost feels like cheating, right? Because you're skipping all the trial and error. Sometimes you feel like it's a rite of passage. You have to go through all the trial and error. But you don't. You don't get any extra points at the end of your life for having more trial and error and more pain. You could have success and there's nothing wrong with it. You could feel good about it. So this is one of the things you bring up such an an amazing point about where leaders just got tied up in the results. They too, if they work really hard, could get the results, but at what cost? And one of the things I talk about in my book, The CEO's Compass, is true north, the top of the compass is really peace of mind because leaders think they're trying to get the results, trying to get the sales, but ultimately they're looking for peace of mind. And a fractional leader, to your point, can skip over some of that 
rapid learning that a leader must go through and instead give them peace of mind. In your story that you shared, they got to be a larger, scalable, and sustainable company. That's peace of mind, not just getting the money, but sustainable and also helping to define roles and responsibilities and elevating the people within the organization. That's the added value of what we do because not only do we provide a service, we want to leave a lasting impact for the owner. That is peace of mind and what fractional leadership can do versus let me just bring in a consultant and fix this part of my business or just train those people. It's a holistic approach to help a leader get to peace of mind. 100%. (laughs) And I believe this a lot. I mean, again, that's the work I love to do. Yes, I'm brought in to do a service, but I will also look at the people and see how I can help them and not just do the work that's asked for. And yes, I do need to serve, but I maybe provide that broader perspective. I've been there, done that, and give them some other ideas to improve the approach. You've been amazing. I am so glad that I've gotten to know you. Shout out to your marketing team for bringing us together. Any last actionable tips? I'm going to focus just this interview a little bit on the C-suite leader that could leverage this. But mind you, we could also spend an hour talking on somebody thinking of getting into this space, but that might be another day. Any last tips or ways people can get a hold of you to learn more about what you do? Sure, I think. First of all, people check out the book, Fractional Leadership, Landing Executive Talent You Thought Was Out of Reach. Like I said, it's on Amazon, hardcover, softcover, Kindle, and Audible. That's a good introduction to what it is, how it works, how to use it, and what it looks like, how much it costs, et cetera. Like all the, all the details are really good introduction. If you want to find it, Fractional Leader, or learn more, check out fractionalleadership.io. You can join the email list, check it, you know, get the blog whatnot. And it also allows you, click on the business owner page, it allows you to just easily request a fractional leader referral, vetted fractional leader referral. So you can get that help and hopefully skip straight to the finalists. That is our goal. And that's amazing. And again, for anybody that still is within a corporate role, but you know that you can do more and maybe you've been on several shorter term assignments and provided great value and really enjoyed that. You might want to think, given your situation, Fractional leadership can be really, really rewarding work. Ben, it has been an amazing conversation. I wish you continued success. And I just want to say thank you for being an amazing guest. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. My new book, CEO's Compass, will change the way you think about leadership, navigate rapid transformation, and elevate the leaders of tomorrow. If you're feeling off track, the CEO's Compass Assessment will guide you to peace of mind in days, not months. You can learn more about the CEO's Compass by visiting my website at dropinceo.com. Now go out and lead, inspire, and achieve your goals.